Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest on. When you think about, you know, what your business really needs and you think about all these different areas and trying to pull it all together, one of the great resources that you can use is a business strategist. So we have a globally world-renowned business strategist on the show. So definitely stay tuned for the conversation and the great tips and insight that he's going to share. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, MDOT. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Terrell. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. My pleasure. And thank you for, you know, I guess, you know, with the time difference, what time is it in Bangladesh right now? Well, it's 12 a.m. Okay, yes. Thank you. It's 12 5 now. Thank you for staying up late for the conversation. And, you know, with, without putting any delay, because I don't want to keep you up too much longer, of, you know, can you tell no. us a little bit about your background and kind of what led you to get into business strategy? Okay. So, actually, you know, I am a finance grad from one of the uh, reputed universities over here in Bangladesh. So, you know, although I studied finance, but I uh, had a little bit of more interest in the core business world. Okay. So that's what actually kept me uh, learn more about businesses, entrepreneurship, business development. And besides, uh, since my very uh, second year of uh, university, I have been working as a corporate trainer and I used to actually go out and teach people regarding soft skills like, uh, you know, communication, public speaking and other stuff like that. So that's what gave me a good, very good access to entrepreneurs and other business professionals with whom I actually go out and worked with. So this is how I got started in my career. In the beginning, I worked as an internal auditor for three years in one of the startup accounting firms over here. So that gave me an, another good exposure to businesses, to entrepreneurs, how, what are the problems they face, like for real and with numbers. And gradually I felt like, you know, if I have to go ahead and uh, add the best value to my clients or to the entrepreneurs that I'm working with, the mostly what the software is, you know, into develop their businesses. That's the one area almost all the entrepreneurs actually suffer. So that from there, actually from accounting and finance, then I started, you know, uh, shifting my focus to direct business development. And this is how you can say for the last uh, two and a half years, although very new in the business strategy stuff. So I'm working with different entrepreneurs and different size of businesses over here in Bangladesh and across the globe as well. So that's how I got started with this strategy. Nice, nice. You know, one of the things that I'm curious about, and, and you know, so I have my own uh, hypothesis about this, but yeah. I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Now, sure, when sure. you were going through the finance, kind of the accounting side of it, do you feel like they did a good job of helping you understand how do I apply this finance and accounting stuff to the actual business strategy? Well, I believe, yes, that's for like sure. Because you know what, uh, what it, uh, mostly what entrepreneurs suffer with is that they cannot come up with the insight or the story that the number is trying to actually tell them. So as an accounting guy or as a finance guy, this is the best job we can go out and do. And once we try to come up with some sort of a strategy, if we can come up with, you know, facts and figures, like if I talk about numbers, then it is more visible to the entrepreneurs. And they are like, you know, that you can come up with stats 
that is already proven or you can come up with something that okay fine let's say i have come up with something that these are the xyz that you have to go ahead and do and when they ask me why then i can actually back up my thoughts with the figures with the facts and figures so i believe that yes the accounting finance of course plays a good role although mostly entrepreneurs like you know the who are not actually from accounting and uh, finance uh, background they don't like you know uh, understand this stuff or understand the value of it so that's what i actually believe now i would like to really ask about your thoughts as well like you are a cpa so please uh, allow me us to know about your thoughts <laughs> yeah so my my perspective i i agree with you that the finance and the accounting it definitely is. I mean, because without the business strategy, I mean, it's just like yeah. you're, you're just going to have numbers on the paper. Um, <laughs> but it but it does help you put numbers so you can actually see this lawfully idea that you have. Like, OK, <laughs> let's see. Does it make yeah. sense financially? Yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. know, now now what I will say in what I've seen in, you know, throughout the U.S. and working with different entrepreneurs is that. One of the, the challenges that a lot of them have had is finding an accountant or finding a finance person mm -hmm. who understands enough about business strategy to be able to translate the numbers and the strategy. It's almost like they speak two different languages and they don't know how to communicate to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's real cool. Like all the all consultants I see over here in Bangladesh as well. By the way, I'm from Bangladesh. So uh, what is happening that they are mostly like, you know, not like they are mostly focusing on qualitative stuff, not the quantitative stuff. But the beauty, you know, begins when you can actually mix them up. That's the mm -hmm. beauty because you can actually, you know, come up with something uh, very confidently. You can go ahead and share. Okay, fine. This is what I'm trying to suggest to you. And these are the facts and figures behind it. Once you mm -hmm. combine it up, then you can actually, you know, I believe that create the real impact. So that's what I'm trying to do. Awesome. I, I, I love it. I mean, like I said, because you have the background of finance and, and you have the actual, you know, exposure and the experience and the background of like how the strategy works, I think that gives you an amazing combination to provide that for people. Yeah, I'm really, very lucky for that I have it and I'm trying to, you know, accumulate my accumulate my knowledge and I'm still like learning and working. So my actually works helps me a lot to go ahead and learn and actually serve the both. <laughs> gotcha. Now, I guess one of the things I'm curious about is throughout 2020, I mean, you know, across the world, everybody's been experiencing so much change and, yeah. and you know, innovation has had to speed up. I mean, and for some industries like that, some of them were prepared for innovation. Some of them kind of struggled. Like, what were you seeing in Bangladesh as you work with your different clients and how they adapted? Well, truth be told, like for me, if I talk about like first myself, honestly speaking, the pandemic was a great lesson for myself as well. Because I never thought that something like this would come, although I knew that, yes, there were pandemics and other stuff like that. But still, like, you know, I would experience it so early in my career, like I didn't expect it. So it was kind of eye opening for me, although I suffered for the first couple of months in, since uh, we got started, you know, our lockdown uh, was announced by the government back in 26th of March in 2020. All right, so that's the thing. I also suffered uh, for, the, for the first couple of months. If I talk about my clients, some of my clients uh, survived well, some of them did really very bad to be told like you know because uh, one of my clients who were 
actually in the IT business and uh, who is currently currently doing better enough. But what happened that they are actually dealing with uh, the uh, uh, organizational management system of the school and colleges. So as long as the you know the pandemic broke out over here in Bangladesh since March, what happened that all the schools were shut down, all the colleges were shut down. So their revenue almost came down to zero. Okay. So they actually suffered out of it. But what I have seen that, you know, they were very empathetic to towards their clients, towards their employees as well. So they are currently with some loans. And of course, our government actually went ahead and, you know, provided some uh, loans for them, for the businesses who were actually suffering. So this is how they went ahead and, you know, survived well. Now they're actually, you know, crawling back to their uh, earlier position. And if I talk about like overall businesses over here in Bangladesh, there are some industries who did fairly good. There are some industries who survived, but there are some mostly, if I say the SMBs, the small and medium businesses, they actually suffer because what happens that they don't have, you know, they're not that structured. And what happens that as long as, uh, you know, you are small enough and, you know, bank doesn't want to give you money, because they are, they are actually, uh, you know, concerned whether you can actually go out and the businesses can go out and pay them back. So out of the crisis, although there were some packages for them, but it's still, they actually suffered so much. But I believe coming at uh, 2021 in the September, since we are already opening up, they are actually getting back to their other position. So they are doing fine now. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, and I've, I've seen the same thing here in the U.S. And I'm curious, you know, from your experience as, you know, a business strategist of yeah. really helping businesses navigate so many different critical areas. You know, are there some areas where you've seen like, hey, after going through the pandemic, this is kind of some lessons we learned. Hey, here are some permanent changes you probably need to make in your business if you're going to thrive going forward. Yes, absolutely. Like if I want to name number one thing that I've experienced the most, that is actually your organizational culture. Okay. What is the culture that you actually go out and belong to? How your employees, like your real stakeholder, your first and foremost stakeholder you should be caring about, feels about you. Then moving forward, what actually, how much, you know, um, loyal your customers or your clients are towards your business. So that is totally dependent on your culture okay so uh you know what happened as long as uh, as soon as the covid uh stuff actually broke out most of the people like almost all the industry had to go out and you know work from home so how are we actually going ahead and treating our employees how are we going ahead and taking care of our employees you know uh, this is what actually uh, totally built on our actually culture. And I believe that, you know, uh, there is, of course, a brand loyalty is something that our customers have to go out and prove. But what happened that, you know, uh, this COVID-19 has actually proved to us that it doesn't really matter whatever industry you are in, doesn't really matter whatever company you are in, all you need to have always a crisis management strategy, which almost most of the companies don't have and they never really felt like that they should be having this. All right, now uh, at, the, at the time of crisis, how you're dealing with your employees and your other stakeholders, it actually shows a lot about your actually brand or you know uh, how you're treating them. It will shape the uh, brand, shape your brand value for the next, let's say uh, 10 years or whatever uh, I can say for the rest of the company. So the time you actually run your company. Okay, hmm. I actually try to come up with an article titled why companies need to you know, um, 
take care of their employees during this pandemic. And I tried to share some of the stuff from uh, Elon Musk, from uh, Mark Cuban, and from other business leaders as well, and try to share some of mine as well. So accumulating that, if I want to share with you that this is the time the company actually, you know, the company who have, uh, who uh, have, the company who actually feels that they are the, the employees are their real brand ambassador. The employees are the one they really care. They had the great opportunity to go out and prove it. All right. And for the ones like the one company that actually faked it, so they got like you know they got you know uh, like opened up. They got exposed. That okay, fine. How much do you actually go out and care about this? So I believe yeah, it was really very critical for all the companies out there. So mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha. No, I think that's a great point. And, you know, it brings up something interesting when you talked about, you know, kind of your, your brand value for the long term and just like, you know, taking care because some businesses struggle connecting the dots between how is me taking care of my, you know, me building the right culture. Like how long is it going to take me to actually exactly. start seeing those exactly. benefits or like how long is the, the the horizon for the benefits? Now, based on what you said, I would guess that, hey, this is a long-term brand value. But can you talk about that a little bit more? 100%, 100%. Because, you know, uh, as long as you were, it, it actually shows either you are here for short-term or actually long-term. Because you know what? If you, were a long, if you think of yourself, you're a long-term player, then definitely all you have to do is you have to think beyond the current situation. Because like pandemic is here, but it's not here to stay forever. Okay, so you gotta think that what will you know? I always tell the employees who have lost their job out of this pandemic. You know, I got a lot of friends, senior, junior, who actually lost their job out of this pandemic. So I always tell them that the next time you are facing an interview, do ask them how did you deal with this pandemic. Okay, so this is the one answer is the, the you know the question the answer to this one question can actually help you decide either you want to work for this company or not. So the ones who actually cares for their brand, they will definitely care for their employee. And if they really care for the employee, then they are gonna build a sustainable culture. And of course, their organizational culture is gonna be built on trust, value, and that will automatically help them, you know, uh, create a long-term brand. And now if I want to give you some practical example, I don't know, Terrell, if you have heard of Asian paints or not, what happened as soon as they, the, you know, uh, the pandemic broke out, what happened that they told all of their employees, your job is 100% secure, no problem with that. Even you are gonna get a raise during this pandemic. Even you are gonna, you know, have more bonuses during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So what, what a, like, you know, they were like a blast. Soon after the, uh, the press broke out uh, from the CFO of, uh, Asian pen, what happened, you know, their stock prices started going up, okay, within the next week. And so I believe that you can always, like, uh, I hope that our viewers and you can always, like, relate why actually it happened. Now, let me tell you what's the intrinsic value, but what are the, if I say non-monetary value that they have got out of this, first of all, they have earned the trust of their investor. Secondly, which definitely has some sort of monetary value. And secondly, the kind of peer value that they have got, you know, their name were like all the uh, social media or everywhere on social media, everyone on internet, everyone on print media or online media, whatever you say. So this, uh, this is something that a couple of companies over here in Bangladesh has also replicated. They have also implemented. And I would like to call it a strategy and a strategy for good.
So this is a strategy for growth. Yeah, so that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I absolutely love it. I mean, and it's one of those things that I've definitely learned as, you know, being in business myself is, is stretching the time horizon of how you think to where it's like, you know, if you're a business owner and you're only thinking about like, Hey, today and this week, you're probably not going to make the right decisions. Of course. Of course, my friend, it's not going to happen. Gotcha. So now when it comes down to the way that you work with clients, can you talk a little bit about that? Like how you work with different clients and what types of clients that you work with through your services? Okay, so as you see that as a business strategist, I like to, you know, consider myself as a business development specialist, and I love to work practically with my clients, not just with, you know, just consultancy, okay, fine, go ahead and do do, uh, do this, this, and that. Okay, I practically go out and work with them on the business development stuff. So once I name business development stuff, there are a lot of things. There's branding, marketing, sales, and other stuff like that. So moving forward, what I'm currently doing, if I want to specify some of the stuff, what I do, I help people with develop their sales process. That means currently how I'm doing it through social selling. Number one thing, I'm actually helping companies. And if I want to be very specific, like the clients I actually go out and work with, these are including in four industries. First of all, finance, then real estate, third accounting and fourth training and development okay because i believe that like you know training and development is a very very important at the same time it whatever business you were in you were in the developing business and you are in the developing business of people because like i would like i 100 percent agree with jim brown I, I i believe you already know jim brown uh he was a, like you know great philosopher great business guy great salesperson i really love that guy so much and what he says that we are not in the business of developing organization or in the business of developing businesses. We are in the business of developing people and then empower them to develop the businesses. So that's what I do. I should go out and help people. You know, I try to empower them so that they can actually uh, boost their sales through social selling. At the same time, out of this pandemic, what happened that there are a lot of companies who, you know, could not manage their brand out of uh, like, you know, treating their employees well, treating their customer well, treating their other stakeholders well. So I'm trying to help them with employee engagement. This is one of my second product because you know what? At this moment, no companies, almost uh, almost every company is tr- what they're trying to have. They're trying to decrease their, you know, marketing cost. Okay, that's the one thing they're trying to do. And how they go ahead and do uh, their marketing, of course, they have a great resources that are actually their people. So if their people have good trust on the company, if they're engaging with their company, they can go out and do it. So this is what I'm trying to help the companies out of it. And another thing, if, you're, if I would like to mention, that is actually employer branding. All right. Because nowadays, you know, having and uh, acquiring and retaining the top talent in your industry is really very tough. And almost all the companies are fighting out of the you know benefit plan out of the you know culture and other stuff like that so how do you go out and build a sustainable employer brand for your business that's what i'm also trying to go out and help my client so these are the facts and of course i do it through uh, different ways there are uh, the if i say that the way i go out and do it of course i firstly i go out and discover what is their current state and what they can need, where they want to go. And then I try to go out and, you know, build different programs for them, different strategy. And I personally work with them as well. So that's awesome. I love it. So where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you if they're interested in doing business with you? Of course, like I'm very active on LinkedIn. If someone is interested to connect with me, feel free to reach out to me, search me online 
on LinkedIn, MDM Dadul Islam, like the name you see on the screen. No problem with that. I'll be more than happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And then just, just for those that are watching, you know what? This is the awesome profile you can look for when you go on to LinkedIn. Now, one of the things that I also notice is, I mean, you're pretty active on LinkedIn. So is there, what can people expect from the things that you post, the things that you share on LinkedIn? All right, first of all, I, I offer actually different stuff on LinkedIn, like regarding, uh, as you see that what I actually talk about, I talk about sales, business strategy, marketing and personal development. This is what I'm actually interested in the most. And besides, you can see, you know, some of the uh, most, there are some companies who actually reach out to me for uh, doing some brand promotion stuff for them. If you go to my activity, you will see that I sometimes I post, you know, for different companies, product or services video. So I actually try to actually go out and help people by promoting their products and services. So yeah, this is one of the paid posts. Actually, this company paid me. And this is my personal post. Uh, and the next one actually goes, uh, it's also a, pay, a paid post. All right. So this is the brand promoting stuff that I'm kind of like going at and doing. And besides, I write different articles, blogs. So you can also, you know, uh, learn from my uh, or get insights from my blogs and articles. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one final question I like to ask every guest that comes on is when you think about where you've been and you think about what your journey has looked like so far, what's two pieces of advice you would share with other business owners? Well, honestly speaking, like the kind of guy I used to be when I was in school, I was very fr uh, funky, no ambition, a little like nothing. I just wanted to live a life of, full of chilling with friends and that's it. But moving forward, when I came to know that what should be the real purpose of my life, then I get to discover that actually whatever I have done, if I want to you know, give credit for all of this, that the one person would be my mom. All right, and she has sacrificed her whole life for me. Then I decided, okay, fine. Now she has done her job. Now it's my turn. So whatever I'm currently doing is just literally uh, focusing on how I can actually help my mom feel proud of me. All right, that's the one thing. People say, uh, even though you were too business savvy, you always talk about sales, marketing, business, other stuff like that. But actually, these are the, not the thing that I'm currently doing just for money only. All right, I believe that this is a great way because it's actually my passion. I love working with entrepreneurs. I love building businesses. And that's why I go out and do it. And I believe that it's a great way to go out and make my mom feel proud. So if I want to come up with a couple of uh, pieces of advice, that would be number one, please try to come up, uh, try to build, like try to come up with your why. Why you actually, you know, why are you leaving? Why are you doing what you're doing? So just clear your why first. And secondly, always keep an open mind and always be positive because you never know what are the changes you're gonna have and you never know what are the blessings you are gonna have in your life. Just be open up and keep and give your best and I believe success will be yours, my friends. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the show. Um, oh, definitely. Thank you very much for having me again. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.